0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring.
1: Thank you very much. Hello, welcome to the show. Uh, It's Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rehaft. Good uh, Bring your hand up to indicate you are a cool kid well done uh, that 's very good i 'm um, uh, still a little bit ill i 'm going to battle through yesterday I did my talking cock show on a dangerous cocktail of vocal zone and Mac lemsip max, uh, which helped me through i 've got a little bit of lemsip in the system, but no vocal zone, so we 'll see how that goes licorice i 've tried just because I like it i don 't think it helps with colds. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, I had kind of a weird incident yesterday I was doing um, I always go and do the kind of of best-of-the-fest shows at the assembly rooms one time during the the Fringe, and I'm always terrible. Something always goes badly wrong. I've had some terrible gigs down there. But on the way down there last night, I sort of just stopped back recovering. Uh, and uh, so you know like Saturday night in Edinburgh it's, everyone's quite drunk and, I, and there's lots of people going hey Rich and stuff to me and I was thinking this is all right but if you know some idiot comes along who doesn't like me I could be punched in the face quite easily at midnight uh, and as I was just walking into the assembly rooms a guy kind of just ran up behind me and went Richard and jumped onto my back and kind of <laughs> wouldn't let go but it was like te- really frightening and un- unpleasant and I've had a really bad back for ages and so this guy was kind of Bucking fucking on me so I kind of got him off and I very nearly punched him in the face I have to say uh, but it got put me in a very bad mood but he was going oh I love you so I kind of just pushed him instead and called him a prick um, but it really shook me up and then I went on stage and I, I, once again I did Best of the Fest and had a fairly disastrous gig anyone in Best of the Fest last night? no you wouldn't be uh, <laughs> you'd never come and see me again if you had been um, I, I think it was a bit better than I thought, but that was uh, that was a bit weird. So um, uh, yeah, but every, uh, to, uh, Colin's not here today. Colin was in yesterday. Who's our regular? It's kind of slightly strange. I think he might be my Mark Chapman. Um, <laughs> I think that might be a kind of big end to the uh, <laughs> to the if, if just on the last one he shoots me in the face. But it, I, if I was going to warn him that um, Mark Chapman's up for parole as well, that's, that's part of the reason I think he was on my mind. Uh, the, John, the bloke who killed John Lennon. Yeah, uh, if you were wondering. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm not a very good person to kill. I mean, if you're going to kill someone in Edinburgh, Stuart Lee. <laughs> maybe Jimmy Carr. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but uh, he, what I quite like yesterday was that Jay Foreman asked him for a, uh, a Beatles song uh, so that he could do this kind of <laughs> trick with the, the, singing it slightly out of, out of uh, sync. Uh, and uh, Colin, who's come to loads of these gigs... Didn't couldn't think of one. <laughs> couldn't think of a Beatles song, which makes me think he might not be a human being. <laughs> don't you think that's you couldn't. Everyone could think of a beat a Beatles song. I don't, I don't think he'd ever had that before. Jay was kind of going, "What?" He couldn't understand what he was saying because he'd only just got to Scotland, so he wasn't used to the accent yet. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think it was just like, "I can't believe you wouldn't." Know any Beatles songs? That's insane. So uh, I was going to take the piss out of him, but he's not here today. We've got, instead, we've got a very attractive young lady singing. Colin, C. you're not Colin shapeshifted, are you? I don't you, look, think so. you know, you're quite flattered there, weren't you? When I see you, you a little coy. Look at your, you do look a bit like Jimmy Carr. That's what brought Jimmy Carr to mind, sir. Have you had that before? No. Okay. Do you think he looks like Jimmy Carr? No. <laughs> Does from this angle. Um, is it your first podcast here today? Yeah, yeah we brought you along. Oh, okay, what brought you along? We just wanted to see something Oh, that's okay. Yeah, thanks. We just wanted to see something in the afternoon. There's loads of stuff on, you know. <laughs> loads of things better than this. You're lucky. well you sitting next to him, he's quite odd. What's your name? You come a few times, have you? Andy. Andy, yeah. yeah. You're quite odd. Yeah, yeah you're, quite, you're quite odd. But not by the standards of you know, Rich Taring, Edinburgh French podcast, usual Lord, it's you are kind of super normal compared... I mean, you're like... You're so normal that you are odd. That's why you see it, You're shining out like a, a beam of normalness. Do you like Doctor Who at all? No. Yes. No, see, that's... It's, it's, they're not... They're not going to enjoy uh, the, the show. Look, I'm just look at the others. Look at the mirror image. Oh, look at these... Look at these guys. I mean, it is like... It's like the Mark Chapman appreciation... <laughs> It's just a group of guys go around, sort of. No, they're not. They don't approve of what Mark Chapman did. They just like the look. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think uh, Mark Chapman should be released from prison? The killer of John Lennon. Do you think he should have to? No, someone know at the back. What do you think? If he's he's, well, well, what's happened is he's become religious, which I would say would be a sign that he's more mentally ill than he was before. And that's like it's like if you if you become religious, it's like oh that's all right. We can let him out into society. Then. He believes in a big man in the sky who's going to burn you in hell when you if you're bad. So yeah, he sounds all right, doesn't he? Let's let him back out. I don't think I don't think he will be released. It would be a shame if he is. It was shame he shot John Lennon. What do you think? Good or bad? If you're thinking about it a bit though. So that's I'd just go straight in for bad. You're thinking well, no, there was good and it was good and bad sides to. Jay did a very funny song about it. Yes, actually, uh, it's good that John Lennon died. I uh, listened to it online, if you haven't listened already. So this uh, podcast is sponsored by Go Fast to Stripe, who, um, who make lots of my DVDs and other people's DVDs, including Simon Donald, our guest today. Uh, or you could, you did, made a good choice coming here today, because you've got a chance to win some prizes, which you wouldn't get at any other show. You can win uh, some tickets to Ian Shaw and uh, Marcus Birdman, uh, both fantastic comics. You win Simon's DVD, my latest DVD, What Is Love Anyway?, yeah, today I've brought out, this is worth like 25 quid on its own, the first series of Fist of Fun. Do you know what that is, the first series of Fist of Fun? God, what are you people doing, drinking white wine? Not You're going to have the worst day of your life, I tell you, it's going to... Sitting at the front, what are you thinking? Uh, Kevin Eldon, do you know Kevin Eldon? Yeah, no, I'm asking these people here. I know you all know there. Do you know who Tom Baker is, everyone? And they, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we've got a copy of, I don't know this is... Uh, Sasquatch, but it's spelled Sasquatch. That's not how you spell it. I like it. It's a sort of pun. Uh, which is on at the Assembly Rooms at, to the twenty to twenty-six five p.m. of August. Yeah, the five p.m. of August. That is <laughs> an address. Uh, they've left behind a CD for me to give away. So there's lots of prizes there. And uh, the uh, stand USB stick is back. We hadn't had those for a few days. That's the. I might give that as a consolation prize to the runner-up. Uh, so there'll be a chance to win that. But if you do enjoy these uh, and you're listening at home for nothing, you can listen for nothing at home. Yeah. Should have probably you should have gone and seen something else and then just listened to this after and you could have turned off one. the thing is you've got this phone like, this is shit this is clearly not for me just switch off and go and do something else but now you're stuck here for an hour really because you've got to at least drink those drinks you could just neck them and leave uh but there's all that stuff to win it's fantastic so uh, i'm very excited about our, our guest uh who has uh you'll know him from viz you'll know him from he's doing been doing stand-up shows in edinburgh for a while he's, he's his DVD is an 18 certificate. I thought only mine was an 18 certificate at Go Fast and Strike, so there must be some real rude stuff on there. He's doing a show about swearing. He's a very rude man, so if you're a sensitive disposition, you've really chosen the wrong afternoon show to come to. Look like a kid's show. I thought I'd bring my kids along. Uh, will you please welcome the incredible Simon Donald, ladies and gentlemen. Don't jump on my back, Simon. Do not jump on my back. How are you doing, Simon? I'm very well. How are you? I'm, well, I'm all right. I'm Quite ill, and I did broken my back. But apart from that, I'm uh, well up for. It. Have you ever had? Any- top apart yeah. from that. Have you ever had any kind of uh, experiences with drunken sort of fans of your work? Maybe because that's the odd thing: someone attacking you likes you. I right? had.
0: Uh, I had a man in the front row after 15 minutes of my show the other <laughs> night. Uh, he, sort of, he sort of woke up yeah. and looked up at me and said, "How does a word become a swear word, Paul?" And I said, that was what the last 15 minutes of the show was.
1: <laughs>
0: he then asked me the same question again. Right. <laughs> Ten minutes later, him and all of his friends were ejected.
1: Right. How does a word become a swear word? Uh,
0: well, in in, <laughs> the, in the English language, <laughs> it's, um, it's usually through the class system. Right. Because working class people uh, are the people who... It, words often are fashionable and they go down the classes and when they end up only being used by working class people the rest of the class system have stopped using them because they're no longer fashionable yeah. and when only working I mean this is historical so when the uh, working class people are the only people left using them they're classified by the academic classes as being common words right. and that's pretty much that's pretty no, much I how it is I don't know if uh, are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, fuck I, yeah. I don't know I, don't, I, <laughs> I was going to say I don't know if that particular rule applies to piss flap which if you play my celebrity swears game show yeah. d- during my show, that is a word chosen by one of the celebrities.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, because um, I've done a little thing for you. I had to choose my favourite swear word, so you right, do like yeah. a celebrity... S- Squares, uh, celebrity, celebrity, swears. celebrity
0: swears, yeah, and I couldn't believe that the people who signed up to it as well. Uh, I got you got good people, I've got
1: some really, really good people, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the final one I got uh, was Barry Cryer.
1: Oh. Uh, Are we allowed to ask what swear word he chose, or do we have to come and see the show to, to work that out? It
0: rhymes with Merchant Banker. <laughs> 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 uh, his, deliver,
1: well. his delivery of it is, is, yeah. is joyful. Though. Got oh, he's energy. one of my uh, all time <laughs> favorites. Where he did, you uh, can listen to this podcast from last year if you haven't uh, didn't heard it already. So, the show's all about swearing, it's what, quite interesting. Just me about swearing is that surely swear words only have cachet because some people don't like them. So the people who didn't like swear words just pretended not to be upset by them. Then well, th- they'd, just, they'd lose all their power, wouldn't they?
0: There's a, there's a fascinating uh, to- the topic that I cover within the show, which is about the c-bomb, the, yep. the, the c-word, and I don't mean see an enemy or sea cucumber. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I mean cunt. Um, and it's uh, it, it's it, it's that it was. It used to be in very common use. It used to be very, very commonly used, to the extent that streets were named after it. Yeah, yes. that's a story which I go into, right? But it wasn't until the uh, early... Uh, no, the le- 1796, it was classified by... And Jermaine Greer actually gave me this information. OK, I thought you were going to um, say Jermaine Greer classified it in 1796.
1: <laughs> well, but I was going to pick you up there on that. No, Jermaine. Unless she's the Time Lord.
0: Jermaine be- Greer rang me up and, and said... Uh, Oh Simon, I've got the funniest fucking thing to tell you about the word cunt. <laughs> she didn't, that, that honestly, but she does. Ironically, she does actually talk like that when this? she's not on telly. Yeah. No, she, it was on a BBC Four documentary. But it was it was a guy, a, a lexicographer, uh, that's someone who was good with words. Uh, less and, less and, he, and he was called he was called Gross. Ironically, um, right. And he determined in 1796, he, he it was before the Oxford English Dictionary was the sort of the one ruler of the way the English language works, mm. and he wrote in his book, cunt, noun, a nasty word for a nasty thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's sort of believed by some academics that that's possibly how the word became... So offensive. It's just right. that somebody at one point said, "Oh, you can't possibly talk about that." Uh, yeah, and and you know, well, it's kind of an odd thing because to some like people it's it's completely
1: different. I've had, um, you know, I've had some, this this year the Edinburgh Fringe guide. I've do, I'm doing a show called Talking Cock. You must come along. You'll love it. Sit in the front row with a glass of wine. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you'll, have, you'll have a lovely time. Uh, it's, it's it's a nice show, but it's it's about it's a male version of the vagina monologues. But well, I, and I did it ten years ago, and there were no problems. There was posters up all over Edinburgh. But this year the Fringe guide decided to sense the word cock uh, and the word uh, dick in my 40 words, the word dick, like a, like a three-year-old child would call someone for being an idiotic. Uh, the, word, you know, the word fucking, I'm sure, which is fair enough, which is, but that's not a word, fucking, well, I'm sure.
0: But, um, but the great... I, 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 I saw all this in, in the fringe brochure, yeah. right? And, and the defence... Of changing these words is in case children read it, right? Yeah. But the word cock and the word dick and the word prick, prick from Stuart is, Goldsmith's yeah. show, which have all been censored, they all have other meanings. But the words cunt... And nigger, which is in uh, Reginald D. (laughs) Hunter's show, they are not censored simply because they're not, they're spelt differently. I've just spoken them and I'm looking out to see your faces (laughs) looking back at me going, You just said cunt and nigger, right? (laughs) But those are words which children could read out loud to their grandparents while sitting in the back of the car and the children, the grandparents hearing the children speak them aren't going to know how they're written, are they? No. Because cunt spelt with a K and nigger with an A, which Reg obviously is a black man. It's a subject he can freely talk about in his, Comedy, but children reading that word out are going to have no
1: idea. Well, it's an odd thing to censor, you know, something from an arts festival anyway, any, you know, <laughs> to, censor, to censor anything. not supposed before. to be able to talk it, about it. But it's sort of yeah. A, if by putting, by censoring it, it makes children go, hold on, I, th- I thought yeah, that was the that word that for a bird, yeah. or I thought that was the word for a, what happens if a needle hits my finger. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it makes them realise there's something rude about it. So the Fringe Guider actually. Encouraging children to learn dirty words by doing this, and <laughs> well, I think they should be excited about dirty yeah, words. Yeah. And that's
0: and I and mean, that's one of the things that I talk about uh, in my show a lot is the way that your brain actually treats swear words differently because um, when when you hear a swear word for the first time, something must go on, and it's your brain keeps it somewhere else your brain actually stores swear and there's a story which I tell in the show which obviously I don't want to spoil for anyone to so come to see the show but there's a, uh, a, 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 a quite funny and yet tragic uh, true story right. about the somebody who was affected by the fact that normal speech and swearing are kept in different parts of the brain oh, okay so, right uh, yeah
1: we're sort of we're all,
0: bounce, familiar, we? yeah, we're all familiar with the, the sort of Tourette's thing. And mm-hmm. Gareth Gates... Gag- 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 Gareth Gates. We all know that Gareth Gates couldn't speak for stammering, and that yeah. was quite tragic. But he could sing, and that's because your brain co- compartmentalises speech and singing are, are kept in different places. Sure, yeah.
1: But it is kind of in, it sort of shows, it shows more, I think, with that French guy, that they have basically... Censored all the words for penis and not really anything else, <laughs> which sort of makes you think about who is it, who's this bloke sitting in an office somewhere? I'm just going through the fringe office, going, mm, I don't like this. It's not called like, gross. It, it might be. It's chance, the same uh... thing. It's the same thing. Always. It's na- what a nasty thing. I and mean, my show is sort of about how that kind of attitude you know, fucks people up. Basically, if, yeah. you're, if you're yeah. made to believe that genitalia are dirty or wrong or must be hidden away, I mean, they should be hidden away. <laughs> Not all of them, though. Um, but um, do feel free. If you want to, it's fine. Okay. Well, I, I
0: had one woman in the in the front. One of the things that I do, I go around and ask people some questions about how they first heard swearing and did their parents swear in front of them and so on. And one woman said that the first swear word she had heard was cow.
2: Right. And, and you know, I sort of
0: point out, well, that's not technically a swear word. <laughs> but it does lead you into a path where you can say, well, what ex- hold on, what exactly is offensive language? Because yeah. if you were to call your grandmother a silly cow, she would be really upset, would yeah. she not? But the word itself is not... Offensive. So this whole idea of classifying certain words as being offensive is a nonsense. Frankly. Well,
1: and it's also the way that's the way censors work. Is they will they'll choose words, and yet you can put much more offensive concepts. So, so in my forty-word entry that where the word "dick" was censored, the yeah. words "yogurt spitting python" were not censored. <laughs> and I would I would argue the words "yogurt spitting python" put together is much more offensive what? than the word "dick." What? So you know, it's, it, if you've just got a list that you're ticking off. If that's the way your brain works, they said in the fringe program. Uh, they censored Stuart Goldsmith's show Prick. They had, to put an, they had to put an exclamation mark in it, which just looks like an eye anyway, so it's pointless. Uh, and looks like a sort of penis as well. So it just had, it looks like a penis with one testicle at the bottom. So it's like. Uh, Somehow that's safe for <laughs> that's all that's of safe. us now. Yeah. But they said they wouldn't censor Joe Orton's play Prick Up Your Ears because uh, <laughs> that was, uh, was theatre. <laughs> and so, more even though "prick Out your ears" is about, you know, that is an allusion yeah, is, to the break. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. so, someone sat and made a judgment, an artistic judgment about a show he's never seen, and decided because—and that's why I think it's actually a dangerous thing—and that's where well, I'm upset pers- about it, because he's making a decision that comedy is somehow not as worth as much as theatre. So, any piece of theatre is automatically more worthwhile than any piece of comedy. Yeah. Which, have you, have know,
0: you seen? Have you seen Monery's show this year where he talks about how he was? He, I don't want to give away his show, but he yeah. talks about how a reviewer said that Simon Munnery's work was as close to art as comedy can get. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes into questioning exactly where that leaves him in the worlds of both comedy and art. Yeah, yeah. and it's just it envious, absolutely impossible to do both. Hilarious. But, you know, it's
1: like any play, so uh, yeah, but but know, if it was any of these stupid you know. West End musicals where they've taken a film... That is better. That is better than well, Bill Hicks or is, yes. Stuart Lee yes. or whatever. <laughs> so it's. You I've know. got a
0: friend who, um, a very, a very, <laughs> very good stand-up comedian, Roe Campbell, the Australian oh, yeah. guy, you know? and he went to do a storytelling show at the, the Fringe. He was invited to, to, to go and do a storytelling show, and he told a couple of funny stories, which he does in his in his stand-up, the true stories, and uh, he was he was like gonged off. and the guy said there are he was was an American I mean I I don't know who this guy is but apparently he's a very large American man in a kilt Right. and uh, he said there are a thousand comedy clubs in the fringe (laughs) and he wasn't allowed to tell a funny story because that's they say that's not intellectually rewarding enough if it's got a funny bit on the end, that's comedy and
1: therefore not worthy. Well, it is weird the way. I mean, it is the way that people, the way that people view comedy. I mean, I can understand it in Edinburgh to an extent because there is a fuck a load of comedy in it, sure. it. Used to, yeah. when I first came, out, it used to be more theatre and the comedy was like a little part of the fringe brochure. Mm. And now it's you can understand why it's gone. But it is. I think that's why people then get upset about offensive joking about a serious subject because they think, well, all comedy is just jokes. They don't get that comedy can yeah. be a great way of treating serious subjects.
0: But then you go, then you do a show. Um, this strange thing that's happened in, in recent years where I'm in the middle of telling a, an anecdotal piece in, in in a show and then I stick a joke in the middle of it and you get a laugh and then you get a... <sighs> Intake of breath yeah. from the sort of comedy chin strokers, you know? <laughs> oh, he's done a joke! The bastard! <laughs> how, how dare he do a joke? Yeah. That's just but so wrong. But, you know, wrong. that's what it's,
1: what it's all about, playing with, you know, it's great to do a serious bit and then undercut it, or, you know, to yeah. do it, make a really serious point and then undercut it by saying the opposite thing. I got, I got, uh, I got
0: quite annoyed, as, as as I tend to do, because I'm still quite uh, sort of fresh to this, yeah. by a reviewer who, who said, uh, in, a, in a piece about my show, um, he said uh, that... Oh God! What did he say? I've gone. Oh, this is this is great live. Uh, it is uh, great. It's, it's great. It's all right. We can right. edit it out.
1: We won't though. <laughs> great live show. Yeah. We're just gonna make it look like an idiot. He, 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 he said. In fact, uh, he I'm gonna edit so in you we'll just going more. It's gonna be ten minutes of that.
0: I'll just go. Gareth Gates again because I got a laugh.
1: It did. Yeah, yeah. From one bloke. One very. I'll get back. I'll get back to the one bloke who loves having to go to the stutterers.
0: Any idea what he said, George? <laughs> that's my friend and oh friend is it know, it's George no, that's
1: nice yep. well, that's, well I thought we had a different kind of class of audience I didn't realise yeah 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 if you'd known he was on would you still come i
0: come for a with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, George is a comedian oh cool cool um, so look, we'll talk about Viz Because that I think this is you, you created, co-created Viz with your brother And a school friend called Jim Brownlow That's yeah. right, yeah uh, And so boys, is that about? Sort of 1970 79 nine? Yeah. yeah, so um, God, so long, it was going it was a long, long time. long time Are you all aware of, yeah, aware of Viz? Yeah, you're aware of Viz? Yeah, you don't know Fist of Fun, but you know Viz? Fuck you <laughs> <laughs> fuck, Go fuck off. get out of here Fucker. Um, <laughs> no, it's... You, he... you see, Viz, we attract the wine drinkers <laughs> that <retro, laughs> The afternoon fucking wine drinkers. That's yeah, it. Yeah. People drinking wine at two fifteen in the afternoon. <coughs> Turks uh. nudgers, as we call them. So, how did this? I mean, I, mean, I know you'll have told these stories loads and loads of times, mm. but how, how did it all come? Because it became massively influential. I think in British comedy, I think much more than it's given credit for. It well, certainly was a massive influence on uh, me and Stu. We read at university in sort of 86, 87, mm. So we'd already been going for a while then. So well, we were together we were just days? really sort of naughty schoolboys. Um, and my brother Chris,
0: who's four years older than me, uh, he had a fixation with wait, making magazines. Yeah. And the first magazine that he made was, uh, it had quite a, um, a low target readership. It was called the Lily Crescent Locomotive Times. <laughs> <laughs> and it was literally a train spotting magazine. Um, and it was aimed specifically at the children in our street. Who were interested in <laughs> trains? Um, there were only there were only 26 houses in the street, uh, but we, it did face a railway line. Yes, so okay. the, 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 it basically it was six kids. Well, that's it, it, was, it was aimed at six kids, which was quite fortunate because. Um, the only means we had of reproduction at the time was carbon paper, and yeah. you could only make one copy. So he had to type it out three times. Oh <laughs> uh, I
1: bet that's worth a lot of money if there's any copies. Yeah, I think extent. he's.
0: I think he's got the only uh, remaining right. copies, which isn't surprising, <laughs> frankly, uh, because he's the kind of person who keep would keep something like that. Yes. But uh, he. So he was sort of preoccupied with making magazines, and working on that magazine with him was his Heaton Sidings correspondent, <laughs> Jim Jim Brownlow, who was. Uh, uh, a, a school friend and, um, and they asked me in when they started the next project they got involved in was doing little cartoons um, and some of the cartoons that they did on these sort of single uh, photocopied sheets photocopying had just come in so the carbon paper thing went yeah. uh, was replaced by photocopies which was quite a novelty at the time uh, they started putting sheets of photocopies around of little cartoons and they just sold them in local pubs and then the big move was that Chris got a job at the DHSS working as a uh, a clerk. Yeah. And he got money. Uh, so he said, let's print something proper. At which point they called me and they said, do you want to... Because I, I, was, I was younger than them, but yeah. they knew that I was uh, fascinated by comics. Uh, and I'd wanted to be a comic artist from when I was a kid. So they asked me if I would uh, do something for the comic and and... I had always imagined that this would involve, if you were a comic artist, somebody gave you a script and you drew it. Yeah. And uh, they said, oh, just do something, you've got so much <laughs> space. Yeah. And I had no idea what to do. Um, and the first cartoon that I actually did was called um, Afternoon Tea with Mr. Kipling, right. in which a bloke just was invited around to Mr. Kipling's house and ate so much uh, lovely grub that he balked Rich Brown vomit well into the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was only 15, that's my only defence. Um, but it just sort of went, it, it kind of just went from there. We went to the local pub, which was, and the upstairs room of the local pub put on uh, sort of post-punk bands. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, late 79. And I used to, before we did Fizz, I actually used to do uh, poems in between and before bands. I opened for bands doing poetry and character comedies. Pieces, yeah, uh, and just recently, actually, a few days ago, I was doing I was invited by Phil Jupiter to go and do his Porky the Poet thing, yeah, yeah. which was the first time I'd actually done poetry on stage since 19, September 1979, right? So, uh, that was that was quite nice. But that was the room where Mr. Sting out of the police he right. started his career, you know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and when I, I don't mean but he moved away to London to start the police, you know, yeah. uh, uh, but he the Arthur Two Stroke was the band that took over in that room, and we. Uh, started to sell Viz uh, for the first time on the door of an Arthur Two-Stroke gig. Right. Um, And Arthur Two-Stroke, the band, are actually still going. And Arthur Two-Stroke is named uh, after a man who we met in a pub in Clapham (laughs) who was called Arthur Two-Strokes and was so-called because his name was Arthur
1: and he'd had two strokes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) If he has another one, though, then his nickname changes. Um, Because what we did, I mean, I guess that was a thing that happened uh, quite a lot then in in the times um, before the internet. People yeah. were making fanzines and making funny. We had a little magazine at our school which didn't go on to be quite as successful as Viz. We became cool. the third best-selling magazine in Britain. I know, at it was insane. Second only to the radio and TV Times, yeah. which both had significantly less arse-rape jokes. <laughs> <than that>. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. But we, did a, we did a sort of school magazine called Inkings, which was Inkings and it was the Kings of Wessex. It It's a very clever pun. Mm. Uh, but we sort of did sort of, you know, similarish things sort of like... Uh, we did we did a Roy of the Rovers strip and stuff like where we just changed all the you know all the words in a Roy of the Rovers strip yeah, to be yeah, about yeah, yeah. to be about other things. So we you know I guess there was lots of people doing that kind of thing, but it's kind of incredible that it did then. Yours, Biff, that was thin- pretty much what Biff did, wasn't yeah. it? They they took illustrations
0: and and sort of changed the words yeah. and things like that. that. Was that was a big thing at one time? In fact, when Viz first went
1: national in 1985, we used to have a page by Biff in each in each issue. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's kind of amazing. It's an amazing story to go from that to making that, well, to making a railway magazine in your, <laughs> in your bedroom to being the third biggest magazine.
0: Well, it is, it is quite surreal, really, yeah. uh, looking back. I mean, I can't quite uh, believe that it happened. Um, it's, it's one of those things that when, it, when at the time when it's happening, it's so surreal that you don't really get a grip on it, you know? Because yeah. we were still working out of our bedroom, you know. Um, not quite when we were at that peak. We moved into an office nearby, just a few hundred yards away. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was only still um, four of us involved, really, on a, on a full-time uh, basis. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, was, it, it really was just, uh, you know, we, we, we were sort of doing fart jokes. And it sort of it seemed that every every man <laughs> woman and child well not child every man woman <laughs> um, yeah, child in, in, the, in the country well, but, i mean I, I, it's a, one of the most not, one of the nicest things that happens at my comedy gigs is when I meet people afterwards um, they they tell me their story of how they their father would or would not let them see viz you know right. so some families have these stories where the dad had a copy of it under the bed a bit like it was a jazz mag you know yeah. and the kids would steal it and go and read it and others where the parents would let them see it you know because they were liberal or fucking stupid depending on how you look at it <laughs> and uh and then it, there are a lot of stories from students who say that um they they would be asked um it all, they would all be sort of uh, gather round in a, a room of a, a student from Newcastle <laughs> uh, and get, he would then he or she would then have to translate the, uh, <laughs> the, the dialect stuff like the Sexes I remember
1: the first time I saw it I, I was quite into Oink which I guess came out. Yeah. well I worked I worked, with you o- work I on, worked on Oink yeah, yeah. Uh, me and my brother b- both did that which was like a kids magazine but it was yeah. a bit naughty Charlie Brooker right, worked huh? on it as well That's right, and, uh, yeah. so there's lots of and quite a lot of big big names mm. future big names that worked on it I remember being quite into that and some, someone was going on about Viz and I went oh no I like Oink and I'd never seen Viz but the first time I saw a copy of his was in the rooms of a quite a posh student in New College, Oxford, oh, who, had, who had one of the. I, didn't, I I was in quite a shitty little kind of comprehensive college, at Oxford, where we all had little tiny rooms. He had these proper. Slides, nice, nice had,
0: that in it. Shitty little comprehensive <laughs> college at Oxford. Uh, yeah. yes. I was a
1: comprehensive kid, yeah. you know, going to this. So we had- I left school at 16 <laughs> and signed on at Saxon House in Newcastle. Yes. What so, I'm yeah. saying is that this guy had those proper had revisited. He was directing a play I was in, and he kind of got this copy of Viz out from underneath his folios of. All the stuff he was working on—that <laughs> was the first one I ever saw. Which is quite an odd place to first see this, I guess. Oh, and no, that must be odd for you as Stu well. Was, <laughs> Stu was telling me at the
0: at the rap party at the fringe last year yeah. about yeah. seeing Johnny Fartpants for the first time, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I I'd, I'd, I'd sort of find that you know he he was sort of trying to say to me oh I, I, it was an amazing moment I really loved it and all <laughs> that you know and I just wanted to tell him about this, his show, you know, and it was like a mutual <laughs> wank-off and it was yeah. all a bit, un, bit uncomfortable, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I think, you know, I think Viz did happen. Which, 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 which characters in Viz did you kind of create? Um, well, the most
0: sort of... The popular long-running ones, that which I was sort of almost solely responsible for, were uh, Sid the Sexist, Johnny Fartpants, Mr. Logic, The Parky, Bottom Inspectors, mm. uh, Millie Tant. Oh, good. Um, but I worked... We all sort of would share script ideas... And I worked on things like Billy the Fish and Roger Melly and Biffle yeah. Bacon and so on. I like Billy the yeah. Fish I did. Oh, that. Billy the Fish. Billy the Fish was Viz's um, third most popular and third most unpopular character <laughs> in the only survey that we ever did. And that's basically, if you read football comics when you were a kid, you fucking loved it. Yeah. And if you didn't read football comics when you were a kid, you just had absolutely fucking no concept of what it was supposed to be about. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those things where the crowd sort of talks in separate voices, like just yeah, speech yeah. balloons coming out of the crowd, basically explaining the plot. And where, yes. where a shot, the whole conversation can take du- take place during, like, uh, <laughs> but somebody strikes the ball before it hits the net. There's several voices have come from <laughs> the crowd having a whole conversation about what the implications of whether it, <laughs> it goes in or whether it's saved or not will and be. And uh, you know? he was a fish.
1: And he was a fish. And he was yeah, a yeah, fish. Yeah, to yeah. Add to the extra confusion. That's I actually correct. use a, a, a user said the sexist joke. I'm talking cock. I think with certainly with the permission of Viz it might not I think it might because it was 10 years ago I think I asked you personally but it may have been one of the boys virtually the all the jokes in, in, uh, in,
0: in Sid the Sexist were just overheard in well this is what anyway. they said yeah. this is
1: what they said but the joke in um, the joke I use which they told me was overheard in the pub was a guy was said um, it's he had us talking about his penis being small, saying it's not much, but it'd fill a pram. That's right, yeah. My uh, friend, my friend, sh- <laughs> my friend Andy Story uh, yeah. overheard that in a yeah. pub. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's
0: I haven't good got joke. much pet, but it'll fill a fucking pram. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so that's in my uh, my show now.
1: let's, so whoever, talk, let's talk about the weather.
0: The weather or not, you're gonna suck me cock, the <laughs> uh, et cetera, etc. etc. Do you like chicken? Suck, Suck me cock, cock, it's foul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you like jewellery? <coughs> Suck me cock, it's a gem. <laughs> Fruits. I am I am extremely proud and yet also ashamed of my work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was a real, you know, it did really, again, you know, it was a snapshot of life, certainly in that sort of well, 70s and 80s and... You know, with the world changing and getting politically correct, and it was—it wasn't—and it was not it was not like a magazine that was going, "Oh, let's go back and do all the old terrible jokes." It was with a veil of uh, understanding of irony and, and using the characters who. So, Sid the Sexist was For an fucking Fuck whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, <laughs> it,
0: it, it, apart it, it, from Millie it, Tant, well, maybe. You see, was, you see the, the, <laughs> in, the interesting—the interesting thing about it was, I think Frank Skinner made this program. So, Amanda Iannucci made a great program, Comics Britannia. Yeah, I think he was behind that. Anyway. And uh, they interviewed us all about it. But they interviewed Frank Skinner. And Frank Skinner said that he, what, what he was fascinated by when sort of seeing Viz from a distance um, was that uh, it wasn't so much that we were reacting against political correctness so much as that we weren't really aware that it existed. <laughs> right. And, and it's true we, we were literally in our bedroom in and we didn't uh, sort of alright we saw Alexi Sale uh, and we thought he was hilarious but then we saw Ben Elton on the telly and thought what the fuck's all that about <laughs> so yeah I mean it was, it, we were kind of a little we were det- detached enough from the world to sort of see it from a slightly different perspective yeah. I think but um, we, didn't, we didn't sort of have a game plan you know we, right. we, we basically just took the Beano and the Dandy and put the sort of real world the social problems and the violence um, and the knob jokes. <laughs> uh, and it, it was great fun sort of taking a, you know, doing a sort of a Beano type character and putting the traits of a real small boy into it. Yeah, so a yeah. boy who thinks that farting is, is brilliant. And we just took it to a slightly different level where he, you know, would become a a, a NATO weapon. Which was a joke which was uh, clearly stolen by the film. Um, oh, yes,
1: it was, wasn't it? Um, um, Thunder
0: Pants or whatever And don't worry about libel because uh, if they want to come and complain about that. I'll fucking see them in court. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was
1: a very similar idea. It was a very similar, by, uh, so entirely I'd,
0: by coincidence, yeah. but a very similar uh, idea, a bit like the advertising campaign that used our jokes entirely by uh, coincidence. <laughs> yeah. But don't you think a lot... Because they'd overheard them in a pub, apparently. Yeah,
1: well, that's true. Mm. Yeah, the man who did the pram joke will be coming after you, and that was my <laughs> joke! Um, but, and me, in fact, because I've, I've stolen it once removed. But, you, know, do you think, I think a lot of comedians were massively influenced by it sort of in the 90s, and, you know, I think like people will talk about the day to day and Steve Coogan and people like that, but I think all of us who Coogan is that... a proper visana
0: yeah, yeah, yeah Coogan had me up against a bar in a hotel in London once <laughs> and he was going not, on not, about... you 're not the only what? one <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, he was, uh,
0: it was um, he, and he, he, he was asking me questions about things on particular pages, of particular <laughs> issues of Viz. Things that I couldn't remember to save my life. He yeah. really is a proper anorak, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, but that's... It's genius, the, though. But yeah. his
1: stuff is... his stuff. I think Harry Enfield presumably came after... It must have been influenced by Viz. It was after Viz, was it? Or was it... Well, the kind time? of. He, I
0: think he worked on some of that, uh, the, the bugger all money thing with my brother, which yeah. I, I, I didn't think worked particularly well, I've got to right. say. He should have stuck with his loads of money. Yeah. Shtick. <laughs> and nearly said shit there.
1: Yeah, time. that's cool. I'm asking all my guests this. I better get this question in because we're running out of time. Uh, and you, this, you may have done this already. I'm not going to. St- you know, you come from Newcastle. This is quite normal mm. um, behaviour. If you' um, <laughs> going to punch me in a second when you realise what the question's going to be. Mm. Uh, I'm asking everyone: if you had to have sex with an animal, if you had to, yeah, with an animal, which animal? You can have sex with any animal though, so you get to choose <clears throat> the species of animal. Which animal would you go for? Um, I'd go for Hilton Valentine. I don't know who what that is or who that is. He's one of the animals. Oh! It's oh, good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Isn't there a more famous one? There's I would have said ones. I would
0: have said Charles Chandler because yeah. he was more cuddly, but uh, he's dead, unfortunately. <laughs> you can still. Eric Burden if I'd said Eric Burden people might have got it yeah they, they yeah, might have yeah, done yeah. but there was it have was, I got to take have I got to now actually pick a proper you, can't, you don't have to that was a good joke okay okay you can, you've, oh, you've
1: right. kind of sidestepped it in a way which makes me suspect that you have had sex with an animal <laughs> you've thought of such a clever answer but yeah it was Alan Price <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> another one of the animals <laughs> it is I've got that one if you had to have sex with a Doctor Who creature alien oh right which uh, alien this is the Doctor Who bit that you won't get
0: yeah Could I crack the top off a Dalek and and just have a go at the little soft bit? Yeah, well,
1: I've uh, I've discussed this quite a lot, actually, the little (laughs) soft bit inside. (laughs) Because people say there isn't a soft bit in a Dalek, but there is. Uh, It's right on the inside. There's quite a few to choose from. I'll I'll go for... Uh, I like the fact that he's really thinking about it <laughs> no I want to make sure I get this right I don't want people I, coming back I, to me
0: I would, I would go for just for the comedic image of it I would go for the Zabi, right? right. <laughs> which was a bloke in a fucking really shit wasp costume in the very <laughs> the very early days now go away if you're listening to this on the internet look it up and imagine me having sex
1: they all know this is the internet of course yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so they also I'm all one know. One Do you know, a ZRB, boy's. Do you know what a zombie looks like? No, god, you flummox the Doctor Who. You know, come on, you know what a zombie is. It <laughs> looks like a big wasp, apparently. No, yeah. look the whole. It doesn't the look, look like, like a, front row. It of doesn't
0: look like a, a, a big wasp. It looks like a man in. You know, if you went to one of those shops like they have on uh, Nicholson Street for fancy dress, where you just buy like a you know a fairly shit sort of off the shelf fancy dress costume. Yes. If you went to buy one of those, but it was like a sub. Um, that sort of level of fancy dress. It was like a, a few notches down the ladder of fancy dress from that, yeah. but sort of off-the-shelf, ill-fitting wasp costume. That's pretty much as, as, as good as it looked. <laughs> so I want you to all imagine me having bum sex with yeah. somebody in, in one Is of those Is it the
1: danger of the stinger kind of catching you on as you're doing it? That's partly exciting. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll be more worried about sort of PVC burns, <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest. Uh. Uh, and so you pretty much did Viz straight out of school. Did you ever do a, like, a I was, proper job? I was still at school. I was yeah. 15. I did do some proper jobs. Um, I, I was a painter and decorator for a while because right. Viz was all sort of part-time, you know. We were all signing on and, and sort of trying to scrape a, a, a living. Yeah. Um, and Viz was losing money initially. Um, Viz right. cost 20p to print per issue. Um, uh, sorry, 30.5p to print at right. 20p we sold it at because right. we thought anything above that was unreasonable so we were losing uh, a significant amount of money on each one <clears throat> so we used to sort of scrape a living by doing things like cartoons for newspapers in Hong Kong right. and painting and decorating right. yeah. and, uh, and we, uh, the first job I ever had was stapling the uh, elastic on Halloween masks <laughs> for, which I w- for which I was paid 20 pence for 144 masks Ooh
1: but at least you could buy a copy of this for <laughs> like that you could buy your own copy of this yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> and lose 10p on it um, <laughs> I had a brilliant question for you then it's gone it's gone out of my head it's the gone talent. like the
0: thing that I was going to say about yeah. the reviewer that yeah. uh, can happen in these, these thing, kind just, of things. you can just get dropouts
1: you do it just goes goes I away oh when, look when, you, did you, when it started being successful did you just make shitloads of money I mean, um, well,
0: I can't complain. Yeah. It kept me in jam sandwiches. Was a, well, there was a point at which I had nine uh, Mini Coopers, right. uh, <laughs> so sort of, I was a little bit preoccupied at that time. But that's, I think that's part of the nature of people like we like, you know, just, we're all a little slightly autistic, yeah. um, and we you know, sort of like to have lots of things that are all the same but slightly different. You know, a bit like the people who like to think about all the Doctor Who monsters. You know, because yeah. they're like pretty much the same thing. It's just a load of monsters <laughs> that will invade, but they've yeah. got a slightly different outfit. On. Yeah. You know, what was exciting. what
1: particularly attracted you to getting nine Mini Coopers, and where did you keep them?
0: Um, I had a very big house, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: um, and and the road outside,
0: right. and the back garden, and <clears throat> I had four in the garage.
1: Is it a kind of Italian job sort of thing? There, well, yeah.
0: I, I actually I used to do sort of uh, people's weddings with three. Right. red, white and blue and that you know, yeah. okay. it was just fun it was just a lot we used to do a little bit of motorsport in them as well you know, a little bit right. of uh, auto testing which is that thing where you you don't want to know it's nah. boring it's, as motorsports go it's more of a participant sport than an op- uh, than a that, that, that word that I'm looking for yeah. I'm breaking this brain in for a small dog. <laughs> you understand, very <laughs> <right? laughs> <laughs>
1: Bobby. Um, cool. Oh, we've got, we'll do And you did a, You did a t- TV shows in Newcastle. Yes, with, uh, ah, with a very one.
0: successful uh, TV show called The Regionaires, which was a uh, a panel show in which we had uh, Gavin Webster was one of the oh, team captains every week, and uh, and a guy called Catboy, who was a very funny Yorkshireman, who um, he moved out to Dubai. Uh, he's DJ out there now, radio DJ, but yeah, and we, it was we did a, We did a th- We were trying to sort of give regional television a bit of a kick up the arse because we we thought that in you know satellite TV was just really starting to burgeon, and um, we thought regional TV has m- more reason for existing than the majority of satellite channels. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. it actually has a, an audience to whom uh, certain uh, information and historical facts and Uh, and for comedians routines will work in that place that won't work anywhere else so we made this show that was a sort of a historical and geographical quiz uh, but it was a comedy quiz and so the comedians got to Use and talk about pieces of material that wouldn't work anywhere else, cool. and it was great. It was great, yeah. great success. But then Tyne Tees, unfortunately, um, pulled down the famous Studio Five where the tube used to take place, yeah. and moved to a shed in Gateshead. <laughs> um, and live um, studio audience programs were no longer possible. So yeah, it was a okay. shame because it, it was a great success, well, and it's then its an demise g- was, was 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 very sudden. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's quite unusual to have regional programmes at all now, isn't it? I mean, Tiz yeah. Was the kind of the big thing when I was a kid. get mm. Was and Viz, I think, are probably two of my biggest influences. Well, still th-
0: I still think it's a shame that, 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 that there's not really good regional entertainment programmes for, on, on television. I think I, I think it's, uh, it's a genuine shame.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's uh, been interesting, hasn't it? It's been very interesting. Mm. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Good. I just I'm only wanted to, do, I wanted to impress you. When I saw you coming, I think he's got lovely long hair. I hope he's hope he's impressed by my chat with simon donald we're going to talk with simon a bit um later on uh, but we're going to have a little break for uh, some stand-up uh, and some music i believe uh so hopefully she's ready somewhere there will you please welcome the incredible helen arney ladies and gentlemen
2: hello hello are you having a good fringe uh, so, hello, my name's Helen. I'm, uh, I'm doing a show over at the Underbelly called Helen Arnie, Voice of an Angle. Yeah, that's fine. It, it's not a popular title. Uh, it's not a spelling error, either. Uh, it's a mathematical pun. I know, if you enjoyed that, the whole show will give you a large hadron. Brilliant. There's more of my audience here than I first expected. That's absolute delight. Lovely, very nice. Uh, I'm also doing another show on the fringe. It's called, hello, uh, it's called uh, Man on Front Row Answers Phone. <laughs> happening right now it's a show within a show uh, no it's another show it's on the free fridge it's called uh, Domestic Science I do it with my boyfriend who I actually met at the fringe last year that's my little romance story we now do a show together although tomorrow we've called it Rob and Helen break up live on stage <laughs> Uh, we might call it that. I'm not talking to him at the moment, so we don't know yet. Uh, so uh, it's a genuine delight to come and do Richie's podcast. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying The Fringe very much, and I have a love song for you. It's a science love song, uh, and it's a love song set uh, in the future. chosen. It's perfect for the couple who have everything. I'm getting us both cryogenically frozen. So it's you and me and Walt Disney and we're dancing and singing in the 25th century. We're living the future held together by sutures. Ice cubes forming in our brains. Industrial antifreeze running through our veins. It's romantic, right? So I've looked into this quite carefully It turns out there's a lot of contradiction Disney on ice isn't literal and that episode of Doctor Who was fiction. So it's you and me, but no Walt Disney. Just some baseball players and 70s hippies. Don't shake their hands, because you'll get more than you planned. And please stop flirting with your great, 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 great Just want to freeze you. But you don't seem too overjoyed, my lovebird. It's too late to get a refund, and the truth is that I never liked your body much. So I have only paid to get your head done. Don't have a seizure, it's just a It's you and me in the 35th century I'll keep your brain in a mechanical jar On wheels first cryonic, then bionic And we will be together Though our skin will be like leather But at least we'll be together again Darling, don't complain It's just liquid nitrogen Some people say I've got more Money than sense. Truth is that I have neither. I bought a package from some cup price cowboys in Russia who didn't build a door for your freezer. You were so lovely. Now your brain is slush puppy. So. It's just me at minus 200 degrees. I'm waiting for the 40th century. I have no regrets except not wearing a vest. <laughs> Maybe I should just have bought you that discount home cremation kit instead. Ooh. Thank you very much. I hand you back to Richard Simon. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was uh, Helen
1: Arnie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And we're back with Simon Donald. Uh, What's your uh, favourite swear word? the whole lot or is that something that gets revealed at the uh, end of
0: your show no I don't actually I, I, I think my my favourite I think it's a favourite of yours actually because yeah. I saw it on a you, you mentioned it on a photograph on Twitter once right. and it's wanking chariot <laughs> um, and if you don't know what a wanking chariot is it's a single bed
1: <laughs> and I I,
0: I um, I just I, I just think that, that is, it's my favourite image that swearing has, has ever given me. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I really like... I mean, one of the favourite things in Viz that's perennially always works for me is the uh, Rogers prof- Profanosaurus. Yeah. Which is just... I mean, it sort of shows where the artistry in coming up with these... Well, yeah, Ian... The sort of poetry of the gutter, isn't
0: it? Ian Jury said... Um, you know, that a lot of people think that swearing is a, a sign of a limited vocabulary, but Ian, Ian Jury said that... Um, if you turn your, your mind off to swearing, you're turning your mind off to one of the most fertile parts of the English language. Yeah. And I think that's very true, because obviously it has its roots in shit.
1: Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> but,
0: but no, I, I, think, I, I think it is true, because it be, the language is... I mean, one of the points that I make in my show is that the sort of rules of language, as determined by the academic classes pretty much in irrelevance really because the, the, they, they sort of just follow in the wake of language in, in truth because language is just a, an ever changing evolving thing that we're all involved in yes. and it's just a means of communication the sort of pedants who, who determine the, the rules of language um, they don't really create the rules they, they, they just sort of mark them down afterwards and, yeah. and then they're used by pedantic people to tell people that they're wrong Um, which, of course, they aren't. Nobody's really wrong. If you've made yourself understood, you're not wrong. So these silly little rules, um, that's one of the things I bang on a lot about (laughs) in the show. But
1: it's also incredible that you you can come up with any more words or or phrases or descriptions of we i mean there're basically seven <laughs> things that the the word is basically 10,000 definitions of, of maybe the same nine thing. things yeah 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 of willies of vaginas poo well, it, wee I, I think it genuinely genuinely goes to
0: show how creative uh, the english language can be yeah um they said a lot of people said that uh, I, I saw uh, another bbc4 thing actually where there was this um, academic guy sort of uh, wandering through the cloisters of some university um, Cambridge or Oxford you know, saying uh, oh and after Shakespeare had finished his work the English language was so much richer Shakespeare showed his genius by introducing 300 new words to the dictionary and I thought hold on he just made words up, didn't he? <laughs> he just invented words for things that there weren't words for. That doesn't make you clever. We can all do that, can't we? I invented fucking Glasgow salad, and nobody calls me a genius. <laughs> that's chips, by the way. <laughs> but it's 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 true, you know. It's, it's we all invent words. It's just that Shakespeare is credited for you know. I mean, so, like hard day's night, for instance, that's part of the English language now, the English psyche. That apparently that was just a sort of a. Ringo Starr just came out with it by mistake one yeah, day, yeah. you know, and, and so much of that wordplay by songwriters um, you were talking about Lennon, weren't you, earlier yeah. on it, a lot of that work is is ju- it's, it's like poetry, I guess it's getting getting things wrong, mixing things up misunderstanding things, inventing things that's what language is, you know, it's a lot of fun
1: and it sounds like your show's quite, you know, it's, it's quite a Cerebral filth, well, is, that's, that's how it's been described. Yeah, well it's well. quite no, I mean, I suppose it's similar to my show in that we've both yeah. taken a, sort of a subject that people think oh I know what that's going to be about that show and then actually to do some proper research and find my,
0: uh, my lady friend's brother came to see your oh show yesterday and uh, he had never heard of you what? and uh, he,
1: <laughs> abso- he absolutely loved it. He says, Did he, he jump says on my back later on in the night? No, <laughs> 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 um, I'm glad he enjoyed it. Yes, it was really nice to finally uh, well, sell one out. I think I've sold a couple of the cheaper ones out, but yes, yesterday was good. We'll see how it goes. It's not looking good in here today, is it? that's that's a bad sign. No, it's half what? full, it's, it, stops, it, it stops back there yeah, no, it's going Twice on as
0: many as I get <laughs> <Yeah. guess. laughs> hey.
1: It's been going well My room's full though, you yeah. see That's yeah. the trick, book a smaller room Yes, I will <laughs> do that I'm going to have to do that in the future uh, So uh, we're going to uh, we're gonna play a competition now Where people here can win um, some fantastic prizes As has already explained, those tickets uh, Do you want Comic to Comic? Yes, Go I'll personalise
0: that to anybody can, that wins you, it
1: oh, Wow, fantastic yeah. With a sharpie sp- Oh good, I think you're going to spunk on it <laughs> uh, I thought he was going to masturbate He's masturbated over most of them I found one that hasn't got any of his gametes on <laughs> it He gets very overexcited And why not? Why not, yes um, yeah. And that is available from Go Faster Stripe If you want to buy it It yeah, is yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. so are sponsoring this It's a
0: three hour DVD Which represents exceedingly good value At only £10 including post and pack. Oh no, it might be £12 It's in 12 in I think now
1: Because it's VAT ah, as well yeah, they, right. had to, they had to VAT register So my DVD represents exceptionally poor value <laughs> <laughs> But at least £2 will go to the government Yes uh, so, uh, <laughs> which they can spend
0: on selling off uh, all the school fields. Yeah, really nice. <laughs> and uh, sending people away to become Paralympians in Afghanistan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not my joke. That was, uh, that was yeah, Jimmy Carr's yeah, joke. That was Jimmy right? Carr's joke. And it's just uh, not even a joke. It's just it's a fact. Yes, it's just a factually accurate piece of information
0: fact. which everybody finds very discom- <laughs> discomforting. <laughs>
1: anyway, uh, on that bombshell, oh no. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on, that, everyone, on that ied shell <laughs> everyone has to stand up we're going to make some statements that are either true or false uh, if you think they're true stand up that's what you're gonna do first of all can you, can you still stand up after that glass of wine you can win all this stuff <laughs> um, oh you're quite tiny aren't you you're quite small oh sweet um, i like that another woman because i'm quite small too so uh, you know Am I supposed it. to stand up? No, you can no, you can if you want. It doesn't make any difference. You can't win. Uh, we're going to make some statements. That are true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. Self-policing system. Do be honest. I'll kick you off. Tomorrow's guest is Al Murray, the pub landlord. He's one of his characters. Uh, he is directly related... One of his character. One of his character. <laughs> <laughs> Does, he did that Nazi dressed up in pink as well. Uh, he, um, uh, he is a direct descendant of the novelist Henry Fielding, who wrote Tom Jones. Is that true or false? It is, as far as I know, false. He is a direct descendant of William Makepeace Thackeray.
0: Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned the that last I call last William Ringpeace Thackeray. He got
1: rid of a lot there. Mm. Have you got a statement of truth or false? Uh,
0: true uh, or false. Uh, when Viz first went on sale, we used to charge 150% uh, uh, to uh, students it was 20p to normal punters but we charged <laughs> 30p to students true or false <laughs> it's true
1: it is true, it had to be true I can't believe people didn't think that was true um, let me see What else. Uh, Fist of Fun DVD, the Fist of Fun TV series was produced by Sarah Jones is that true or false I think you're going to have to take a guess at this one false she's gone for let's see if she's right it is false it was Sarah Smith you're doing very well uh, how many people are left in one two three this, or we'll give another question we might get down to a numerical question next uh, Jonathan Ross once appeared in a Viz photo romance story true or false don't help them you're out of it you can't I think everyone's gone for true because <laughs> the woman was going it's true it's true I know that one it's true is it true uh, it's false ah you'll uh, all stay in because you all got it wrong uh, what's, it? what's the he, d- he did a he did a Viz style photo romance but it was in his own book
0: ah. but we had lot we did have lots we had we had Sean Sean Bean and ah. Harry Anfield you and need to stand
1: back up the last uh, people who st- sat down just because we didn't get an answer my dad. To answer that one um, on the bill with me last night in the show where I had a man jump on my back just before I went on and was rubbish was uh, Phil Nickel is that true or false? That's, gone. That's, that's divided them it is true you've done fantastically well you're right through you're through to the final round I think there's only two people left in um, I'm going to say how tall I'm going to do a numerical answer to get them out how tall is Simon Donald I hope you know how tall you are I do know how tall I am how in, tall in, do you in think in feet and imperial, inches imperial. oh yeah Six foot, what do you think? Five foot ten. You're closer, so you can... Uh, that's it, isn't it? Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? That's it. Five foot nine and a half. Wow, fantastic wow. work. Look at that.
0: I was, I was going to ask if it, if it was true or false that my dog Bingo from Benton had it. once eaten another dog's turd and then vomited it onto the floor of the Viz office. <laughs> is
1: that true that is true yeah, yeah so I yeah. thought it probably was so anyway look well that's, uh, that's the end of the show uh, thank you very much for coming down we've got Al Murray tomorrow and Celia Pakola I don't know how to say her name I'm going to have to find that out with your talk. mouth Celia Pakola <laughs> Celia Pakwal don't look at me i and I've never heard of her uh, but give it up for the <laughs> she's, she's great I was on with the, the uh, in one of the previews she's very good so can't do come along great. and watch you don't that. even know her name come along I just can't <laughs> pronounce it uh, come along and see this this is at 2.15 every day at the stand for another 8 or 9 days uh, and can I uh, thank you for having me yeah you can I'll just uh, cock 815 if you want to come and see that at the belly, we'd love to see you down there uh, you can go and see your show as uh, as, uh, School
0: of Swearing stand 2 10.30 every night fantastic
1: thank you very much much for coming it's been lovely thank to talk to you I, wish I, I wish I could say i enjoyed it <laughs> round of hey! applause to Simon Tarnold and Helen Arnie thank, thank you, you very much see you tomorrow hopefully be better by then bye